but nature strip. He's a force of nature today. That's his fourth half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But this is a blitz. It's a weak blitz. Two in a row, and she joins the all-time greats of the turf. Winks has won. Mugs, here we are. We're back. Brisbane, we've got a couple of listed races coming up this week, heading into the Winter Carnival. Sydney is, well, it's not done and dusted. We've got the two Group 1s down there, but a bit of disappointing news in the last couple of weeks with the Superstar Animo pulled, and um, a few of those fields look a bit, um, they're a bit weak, aren't they, Moz? How are you? Yeah, mate, I'm very good. I'm glad to see you. Um, I guess the there is never a, uh, a sure thing in racing, but Animo was the closest thing you could yep. get to that <laughs> post wing zero, mate. So it's it's a little bit of a dint to the confidence, knowing that we might not get one winner. Um, but two group ones, mate, coming off the championships. I don't. It's not day three of the championships, is it? I think it's just a group one day, yeah, mate. Just a but, group one day, yeah. But mate, you are. We'll go back to last week because you. I didn't believe you, um, but Addy B, mate, got the chocolates. Yeah. You were <laughs> victorious. <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a bit of help from a few poor rides, but I'll, t- but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, look, wasn't the best, but then, uh, then they wanted to propose a nice little ten million dollar yeah. package, which would have been interesting. But fuck, where's this money coming from, mate? Yeah, a ten million dollar match race. Oh. That's it's it's, it's insane. <laughs> like, I just. It's like all-star mile head-to-head sort of double double all-star mile head-to-head kind of crazy stuff. Like who are these people with the, just the cash just to go, oh, yeah, no yeah. worries, bang. No. But it's it's just like a – a, you're better off just going to the casino and put $5 million down on red because you got a 50% chance ultimately. They're just trying to double their money. But oh, I don't know though, like you, it would never work in horse racing. Like I think unless you have two sort of speed horses – um, because you're just going to have the slowest run race ever. And it's obviously going to suit, you know, the one that's more um, reliant on setting their own speed. So yeah. I thought you could, you could do it like down the Flemington. Imagine this Flemington straight, but you'd have to run like in shoot so that you can't see each other. And then you sort of come out to the open with like a hundred meters to go. How cool would that be? Yeah, that, yeah, that would be, yeah. <laughs> well, because, well, because otherwise, yeah, it's all just, if you had like, um, if you had like a Dreamforce Samadad battle, that'd be kind of exciting or like, uh, yeah. yeah, any of the others, it's just, it'd end up being purely tactics and Addy B, if it was to occur, I think probably gets it done just because I think um, the ability to set the tempo up front just gives you yeah. a bit of advantage for sure. Yeah. Super versatile. Look, good win, mate. Was that? I don't know. Was that your highlight of the championships, or was there another uh, another moment that stood out to you? Oh, probably just those two in general. I think they're just super athletes yeah, yeah. compared to the rest. And then we obviously had the um, the the signing off of um, Nature Strip and the TJ back to back. It's. <laughs> I still can't. I still can't. I still can't back him, but um, yeah, it's no. You can't sort of discredit him anymore. I guess he's done it. You know everywhere at this particular point in time and he's coming up south uh coming up um north to us as well so we get the pleasure of a few pretty good horses coming up which is nice that's it mate and uh well just on that i think it might have been this morning they've sort of announced that winter carnival and we've got eight group ones um over i think maybe six weeks so this is this is what we're about mate and tell you what 
Tell you what, Muggs, we've got big plans for Stradbroke Day, but I think uh, I'm pretty keen, you're pretty keen. I know the rest of the Muggs are pretty keen to get out there and watch watch these good horses in the flesh, yeah. mate, because that's it's a sport. We love the sport. There's nothing better than watching the sport yeah, live. Um, Melody Bell, like, I mean, there's yeah. some real, like, genuine contenders coming up and across <laughs> the ditch and all sorts of stuff. Like, it's, I mean, Natoya... <laughs> <laughs> Kudos oh, to the stable for nabbing another group one, but I mean, bringing him up, and then you've got Eduardo. You know, the sprinters are up here. I mean, you know, we've got our own champions up here as well. It's a shame yes. we don't have Big Rothfire ready to go because I think he would um, knock a few of these smart Sydney and Melbourne horses off. But anyway, Everest bound potentially. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. And uh, well, as you said, there seems to be about five hundred horses nominated for the Stradbroke this year. Yeah, they so. just keep coming through. <laughs> yeah. That's it. There's new mail every day. There's only about 15 in the market from Tab that you can have a bet on. How good. Yep. But we love the, love the Tab, mate. Well, look, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're up and about, mate, because you did have a bit of a somber week. But I think uh, I think you've just, just sort of gone, you know what? We're coming into some good horses coming back. They've, uh, there's nine races here at, at Doombin this weekend and a couple of listed ones at that. A few went out last week, mate. We had Vega 1, Master Jamie, Return of the Track. We didn't pick uh, either of them and none of them won, but it's big things. Yeah, Master Jamie, that um, that exempt race Huge. into the um, Stradbroke looks pretty handy now, <laughs> considering the horses yeah. that are making their way up. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you're right. And that's that's the, um, I guess I'll touch on it because we, we've sort of said this already, but the Stradbroke's a handicap. So you've got to meet the ballot to actually get into this race. So yep. $7 for Ayrton, which is getting shorter and shorter like it has to win there's i think maybe two or three ballot exempt races to come um yep. it's got to win one of these races and and ultimately unless it's going around at a dollar 20 seven dollars is absolute poison you know this this far out yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, some, some of the prices, there's almost zero value. I scrolled through it again. I think it was Sunday night and I just was like, oh, I was going to have a few futures bets and I just sort of was like, none of these are any sort of almost value at the moment. The, the all-in markets are a dead, they're almost a dead duck. The betting agencies have cleaned us right out there, I think. <laughs> oh, mate, suck your dry. Absolutely <laughs> suck your dry. Uh, well, look, mate, we've got we to gotta get stuck in because... Yep. Uh, Last week was a bit of a character building week, mate. We both jagged a couple of winners, but you know, I think they were they weren't too decent at the odds. So the mugs want us to have a big one. And I'm feeling it like you, mate. I'm feeling some good vibes this week. And we're gonna kick off Saturday morning, mate, 1130 a.m. Two-year-old handicap over the 1200. Um, and I'm guessing that this is again, we start talking about these winter carnival features, but this is a bit of a look into potential. JJ Atkins sort of horses for those group ones. So you got the Freedmans up here, mate. Warrior Hero, four dollars eighty, your favourite, um, and that's pretty much the story of race one. It's five dollars the field. We've seen Subterranean a few times. Tiger Heart, Alert and Ready. Wow, ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, list goes like on. Doomben, though, it's just a, oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Yeah, it's a, um, let's, let's it's, a, it's a pretty tough way to start the day, to be honest. Um, I think we've got we've got the rail for, at four and a half metres and they're saying soft six conditions. It can't possibly nah. be a soft six. It hasn't rained all week unless they're watering it like they were down at Ramwick to keep it a soft for very elegant at Addy B. There's just no chance oh. it's soft. It has to be a good surface. 
So I did the form on that. Um, look, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm siding with Warrior Hero here. I think um, the Friedman stable brings him up here. That was my thoughts. They're trying to get um, get him into the JJ Atkins. Um, it should try and lead. It draws barrier 11, which is uh, a slight query. But I think with the rail out, you sort of it offsets a little few a few, a few of those sort of wider draws. Um, and you know they've got they booked Jim Byrne, and as <clears throat> I think you're going to mention potentially later on in the podcast, his strike rate at the moment is um it's right up there, particularly at Doombin. So yeah, pretty happy with um Warrior Hero four dollars eighty. Yeah, I'm, you're right, mate. I found this a really tough one, especially when you know a lot of these are maidens. Let's yeah. you know Warrior Hero, Tiger Heart, one start, five bucks yeah. a field. It's tough. Um, so I'm I'm looking at one at a bit of value and. I know, uh, mate. I know you read over my trial report extensively, as did the mugs. But one has <laughs> popped up, um, and it's twenty one dollars, which is why I'm I'm keen to have a bit of a throw of the stumps in a in a race like this. That's all you can do. Uh, it's all talk there for the hoisted yard. Yep. Um, it went around in the trial. Well, first prep, mate, ran behind <laughs> um, subterranean. Uh, a couple of lengths, which is, you know, ties in the form well for this race. But in the trial, sat off Barassi, which from Team Edmonds, I think is a pretty smart horse. Um, so wasn't asked to do anything. That was a thousand metres. So it's going to be fairly, um, fairly wound up for a first up assignment. But at 21s, mate, it's going to be stalking a little bit of a speed and can hopefully come home in, uh, in style for the Mozart. So it's yeah, it's a talk. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a that's a that's a massively tough race to start the day. <laughs> yeah, and there'll um, be a few more of them coming up in the next few weeks, I think, in race one too. So um, look out, mugs. It's going to be tough stuff. And if you didn't think that was, if you didn't think that was hard enough for you, well, we have the um, the, <laughs> the the time honoured twenty two hundred meter Caleb Elder slash Chris Waller handicap middle distance handicap. <laughs> And I am, <clears throat> mate, I, I just, I look forward to this every week. We have the same seven or eight runners. They go around. Um, we do the form every week. We get no better any week. Nah. It says a fair bit about yeah. some of our ability. But anyway, here we are again. We're back at it. Who do you, who do you have here? <laughs> it's, it's funny you mention that because I, I reckon that we get worse every week at identifying this form, um, which just doesn't make sense, mate. But uh, look, a good old friend Humboldt Current goes around, mate. And to be quite like this, I don't get this. It's a BM90. Humboldt Current's been going around in BM90s for about six years now. And, you know, even though it's it's a four-year-old or a five-year-old, but you get my point. I don't know how this rating system works. Anyway, I'm looking outside the favourite. I'm going back to the well with unbiased here, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm glad you know me well because that's what I'm going to do. Back to the well, back in at no hopers. But a couple starts back was super impressive coming home at the 1600. We made a bit of a note to uh, to watch this particular gelding get out to the 2000 meter plus. And then it popped up last week, which um, I wasn't too sure what they were doing. It was a bit of a, you know, let's swap the jockey kind of run, which is what they've done. Um, but in that particular run, I've sort of had a look through its form and it's it's had one sort of quick backup throughout its preps over the years. And that was a nice little second over the 2000 um, in a Mackay Cup behind a horse called the Horovian, which I know that you're a bit of a fan of. <laughs> yeah, so, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be a bit of a, a long-term plan uh, from the trainer that didn't seem that way last week. So 10 bucks, mate, unbiased, just looking outside the, the obvious couple there. Yeah, I just 
Uh, I'm going. I'm going back to the well with Humboldt Current. I wasn't. They've this prep. They've had. They've had one win, and the one win was two back, one out, like on pace. And then last start again, sitting. I mean, it says back marker and all the speed notes, but sitting stone motherless last on the corner. And I'm just like, it's the wrong wrong way to ride. Like, if if you put him in half a decent spot, he has the turn of foot to run these down. I mean, Cedar Power is often gone. Um, There's a bit of a weight swing in Humboldt Current's favour, which I think adds a bit of value. We really desperately need seeing as believing to take on Cedar Power. Otherwise, this could just be a, you know, a kick on the turn and it's all over kind of job. If, if nothing, that or October Joy, the rank outsider, we need something to take him on. And um, I just think at the prices, Humboldt Currents, 350s, dare I say it, value. <laughs> oh, mate, it's just, you just that's it. The value, I don't know of the right word. Confidence is not the right word. We no. don't know what the right word is. We don't it's, know. It's a, it's a scary prospect. <laughs> yeah, look... Let's be honest. Let's let's just be thankful that these races are over usually by midday because we can we can put that in the uh, the AM basket and move on to the PMs. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, look, <coughs> it could almost be a, a bit of our pump up speech, mate. What would Chris Waller do? And that's just keep going to the well. And that's uh, what we've got here in race three, mate. Dream timer. Now, five dollars fifty. We're going to give you to open the market here as favourite. Um, yeah. with a few others in that. But it is one of those fields again, mate. I mean, reliable. I don't know. If you look at Dream Timer here, two wins yeah. through the prep. It's gone shamozzle win, shamozzle win, shamozzle. Are we due for a win? Are you going to talk the bean fans into it? No, I think um I think there's one here that I backed last start and can a uh, slight concern I'll um <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna mention the reasons but um yeah you'll see when you um when you pick up the the jock there but I think Bering C for the Van Dyke stable had um Maloney on last start which is a bit of a bit of a loss but we get the three the three kilo claim there um it comes through some pretty good form lines mate stuck with you is dead set low key flying it's it's just absolutely humming at the moment mashiki ran third in that race and that form whilst We've mentioned a few times that we're not necessarily a massive fan. I think it's because we keep getting stitched up by Moshiki. It just keeps coming out and winning or running, you know, absolute bottlers. So Bering C comes through that race. I'm going to need a pretty good steer from Barrier 4 because Are you gonna get there's, that? There's, there's, there's plenty of ways to find trouble, I think, over the, the sort of the mile at, um, at Doombin, but it's second up record. I mean, that's another query. I just think it just it, it gets the weight swing. Um, I think it draws sublime and i think um the mashiki form is probably the best form coming through this race so happy to stick with bearing c okay mate well have fun in the sea with your jockey <laughs> of choice because yes there is a reason i'm not on it um as to the reason i'm not on dream timer mate just these apprentices you just can't pick them just can't pick them um one look one i can pick and we're gonna touch on it next but there's a term low-key flying, and this combination surely is Jim Byrne on board, Chris Munts to train, yeah. wowzers. Yeah. Um, and I think what's the problem with this particular um, gelding is just being the tracks. I think it's just a bit of a dry track horse. It's it's lined up on a 
couple of softs and a heavy this prep, which just hasn't really looked comfortable, but it's been well backed in all those markets as well. So the confidence is there that it's, it's going well. And it, it could be one of those horses um, that could sit forward on speed with a few of these as well without sort of overdoing it. So uh, that's how I'm looking, mate, just purely picking jockeys and trainers now. We've done yep. well, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Is that classy for right. <laughs> Now, Marks, we've got, a, we've got a bit of a new segment that we're going to debut on today's show, and it's called Who's Hot? Who's Not? <laughs> we'll get a bit of an intro. Nah, we don't have time to do that, mate. Um, but it is, you know, as they say, Queensland racing, horses for courses, the same could probably be said about jockeys and trainers. So, mate, before we go into a few little stats, jockeys and trainers, who's hot, who's not, tell me who you reckon is the most successful jockey over the last sort of 30 days. Who's running hot in your book? Uh, 30 days. Jim, Jim Byrne for memory seems to be going pretty good. His name just keeps popping up. Um, in terms of the provincials and that sort of circuit, oh, it's so hard. Like some of them just like fly at a particular track, like at Toowoomba. I think, I don't know if this is true in this terms of the stats, but Larry Cassidy seems to just clean up there. I don't know. There's a few like that. I think track specialists perhaps. Yeah. Am I right or am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> You never, you never wrong, mate. As uh, as am I. Um, only with our tips most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but look, well, look. That's what we're going to do here. I'm just going to read you out some jockeys that are really performing well. And this is just at the metros. So you're looking at the Wednesdays uh, and the Friday and the Saturday. Sorry, mate. I'm not even going to tackle with Toowoomba jockey stats. Don't even tempt me there. Don't get started. <laughs> Don't get started, mate. The big. Well, I guess you can expect this, mate. Ryan Maloney at the moment striking at 28. percent Last 25 rides, had seven winners there. So, I mean, the argument could be said that, yes, you know, <laughs> getting, getting Gollins, uh, Gollins picks, getting David Van Dyke's picks, but yeah. they wouldn't keep picking him if he doesn't get the job done. Let's be honest. Uh, and then two of the favourites, mate. Three of the favourites, actually. So, Big Bailey, he's back in the winner's circle, mate. He's, he's striking at 20%, and Jimmy Byrne and Robbie Fred there as well, around that 20% mark. So, that's hot. That's boring, mate, because, you know, good on them. They're big-time jockeys. They should be getting applauded. Who's not? This is this is where the money is. Have a guess. Who's your who's your favourite non-winning jockey, if that's even a word? Who can, I not, who can I not catch? Well, I did think Michael Rod was was pretty hot, but I'm, I'm surprised to hear his name. Um, his name's missing from that list. Did I hear the, um, the, hot, the hot jockey? So mate, please tell me he's not. Down there's the three that I want to uh, there's three that I want to point out that's and you know we're not we're not jockey bashing here these are just stats that we're reading out because when you're hot you're hot as a jockey you know you, you yeah. want to get on them big Mickey rod mate three wins from his last 37 rides um yeah I was a bit shocked to that fact as well but he'll bounce back we know that the other big one Lukey Dittman mr Chris Waller's right hand man mate two wins from his last 35 starts there as well. So you think with those second-hand kind of wall runners, he's getting he's he's got to be performing better than that, surely. Like, are they are they running like we need? We almost need to check whether they're running seconds or if they're just like unplaced completely. Like that's the other stat because I mean, if you're getting bobbed on the line yeah, a yeah. lot, then it's kind of that's sort of a bit of bad luck as well, I guess. I mean, it's still not a win, but yeah, it's crazy that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, there's ba- there's bad luck, but it's also you know the quality 
of rides that he's getting as well. Yeah. Which, you know, he's if he's the top dog up here, uh, well, he's on that. I don't think he's riding at Doombin on Saturday or Ditters. So maybe he's uh, taking some time out thanks to the mugs cruel criticism there to better his game. Uh, and, mate, trainers-wise, it's as simple as TJ Gowan striking at 20%, mate, which for, for someone that has that many starts is is pretty unbelievable, yeah, pretty to be honest. Yeah. Um, and you've got David Van Dyke striking at 40%. So yeah, he's a, his, his stable is – it's it's not low-key anything. It's just like a nah. – it's like a, yeah, a jet plane through your living room or something at the moment. That's how well he's going. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, mate, Chris Munt's striking at twenty seven percent. So, yeah. so mugs. It's one of those things that if you just had enough of listening to our dribble and our tips, you just sort of look for all right, what jockeys are low key flying at the moment because they're obviously just doing something right. So, hopefully, that's a bit of a different avenue of form for the yep. mugs down there, mate. Something to yeah. keep an eye on. All right. So with that being said, mate, we're going to race four with your head full of new knowledge. Yep. Uh, for a no wins at Metro level handicaps. So none of these horses have really won for those jockeys or trainers. Yep. So <coughs> my man, TARDIS, $5 the field. And this is the kind of day, mate. They're all, you know, these sort of each way odds, every single field. Yep. Um, and there's just one that I wanted to, to say out loud there, mate. And that's for the Heathcote Yard, Star Virgo. Another one of yours comes back to the track. Yeah, poor old Star Virgo, mate. <laughs> I actually, um, I think um, one of my one of my few beans bangers that have, has got up of late is All To Do, which also lines up here, but it's drawn the car park. Um, I think it's a massive risk over 1,200, so potting it. I actually think TARDIS is going to be super hard to beat. Um, comes through the fender race, draws the pole. It was pretty good in behind. Um, it took up a spot about, I think, three back, one out, so hoping... Bayless has it similar similarly positioned. I don't want to be right at the back at Doombin on the tight winding track, so that's gonna that could cause a problem. Um, and if you watch the replay of its last start, it looked like it got on the wrong leg about 400 from home. Then it nearly took out a Michi. It was galloping like a you know a freshly born giraffe or something like that. It looked all over the shop. So I mean, if it if it runs straight down the down for the final 200, it probably almost goes close to winning that. I think um, I think it was. Five fifty six dollars in early markets. It's four fifty now. Um, the money's coming. I think it. I think it should win this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm echoing you there, mate. I think it's. It's just the form line that yeah. stands out. I mean, I think Bender's a quality animal. Um, and look, albeit did it pretty easy, but yeah. Tardis also beat home Amici and hold the line that day as well, <laughs> exactly. which are both. You know, we spruiked David Van Dyke. They're both up there in uh, in terms of Saturday grade horses. So, just looks to get the run. Um, Hasn't won for a while, but I think it's just that final one better <coughs> scenario. It's not as if it's running tense and then, you know, we're making a case for it. It's coming off a, a really impressive start, last start. The good track probably looks to suit here as well. So there we go. Double ticks from the mugs. You beauty. I'm confident there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And it's candy time, mate. How bloody good. So... <laughs> We've got our first listed race of the day in race five. Not sure why that's the case, but we don't uh, make the rules, unfortunately. We just break them. (laughs) Walking flying is flying there for the Fred and Edmonds yard. Uh, But you got our boy, Big Bailey. He's on the candy man and you're getting $6 for the candy man. 
but it wouldn't be a uh, classic old Brisbane race without a Chris Waller tragic taking up this field, and that is reloaded there. Jim Byrne goes on top. <clears throat> yeah, it's an interesting race. Um, walking flying is, like you said, flying, but I just don't know the form is right. It's got that form around sort of Kubrick and word for word, and word for word's been not really thereabouts the last couple. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that walking flying is going as good as it looks on paper. Um, Shoot start here. I think um, I'm sticking with barefoot. I mean, it was in the mug book first up. We said, don't back a Doombin um, gets the job done. Wait for a big wide open track. I don't see any reason to jump off. Um, Captivator was pretty impressive that day as well, but there's no weight swing. I just think $9.50 barefoot's a bet here for sure. Um, Rails out. And it could be they could be sort of coming a bit wider. The better ground might be out wide. I think um, I think Barefoot's a pretty good bet in this race. With all due respect to the Candy Man, I'm just I need, I'm still it's kind of yeah I need to see something from it's yeah yeah I'm I'm in the same boat, but I've got I've got the Candy Man on top, um, and it's just I'm I'm expecting that he's back to his best. Otherwise, they wouldn't be running him. Simple as that. And when you look at <coughs> You know, the Candyman's racing career, a Group 3 winner, albeit over a bit more distance, but it's given Barefoot four kilos who yeah. could only dream of running in that level. So I think it's a matter of just simply the best horse in the race can win this. Um, and don't get me started on Olmedo being the top weight is the best horse. It is not. <laughs> it's just whether the Candyman – I just think he's a bit of a – might be, just be a flat track bully, mate. You take – Take him out of Queensland. He doesn't fire a shot. Comes back here, looks like Winks. You know, he's just always that competitive, uh, competitive horse. So it'd be good to see him back and winning. Uh, yeah, yeah. we're we'll not be oh, disappointed if that occurred. He's an attraction, and and if if the BRC, because um, we know that they're they're listening, he's the kind of horse that you could just potentially plug a week, you know, on your social medias, and people would want to come and watch him because he's yeah. just a big. <laughs> Big grey, he's a warrior horse. He's got a name that's unbelievable. A big Basil Ballwood, mate. Imagine seeing that codger walking around the track, sculling beers with the mugs and getting up and about. How yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. <laughs> they get people to the track. <laughs> it sure would. I would just purely for that. Uh, and Bailey always loves having a dart with the mugs after anyway. So that's, yeah, that's good right. value in itself. Yeah. All right, well, mate. We'll look, uh, we'll, we'll track down the ditch and a race that, uh, as we sort of said at the start of the show there, mate, taking a bit of hammering with a few horses coming out, but we've got the Champagne Stakes. So we've got the mile start. Uh, what are they there? They're the two-year-old. So we might even see a couple of these venture up to Queensland after this as well. But you've got Halal there, the favourite, and Captivant. So they actually ran out the second and third there behind Animo. So I guess if you liked Animo, you'd have to consider those two uh, yeah. in your numbers. But an interesting runner here, mate. I've been there. The Queenslander yeah. goes down for uh, big good luck out there, mate. Are you giving your namesake some love there on Saturday? Uh, you know what? I actually have. I actually have got him on top. I think at forty six dollars, he's crazy overs. I reckon it's ridiculous. It's a. It's a pretty like. With all due respect to a fair few of these runners, I was shocked to even see him in the field. But it's a pretty weak Group One, really. I mean, I know Converge comes off the win um, last week, and you got Halal and Captivant. But um, 
I've been there's done nothing wrong. That last um, last start win was ultra impressive. It was at Doombin. It was back and off the pace. Um, it weaved through horses, which means that for a two-year-old's pretty good sign. Like you want to see them sort of being able to go in between runners. Some of them get scared and, you know, pull up and that kind of thing, which can be an issue. So we, between runners, it was doing its best work late, um, picked them off. And I think with a few of these, you know, Sydney horses in general, if they were three-year-old, four-year-old, that kind of thing, I think unseasoned two-year-old Sydney horses are potentially, this is a, they could steal a group one here, the Kendrick Stable. I reckon it's a dead set chance, $46 each way all day. And it's, I'm not, uh, I'm not arguing with you there, but I found Converge on top. And what I'm thinking that is the track manager just copped a lot of criticism last week for watering it. So I'm expecting this Randwick track to be rock an leader's <laughs> rock hard pitch, mate. Um, so come race six, we're going to know if that's the case or not. So I just converge, Gay, uh, Gay and Adrian, you know what it's going to do. It ran out this, the, uh, the mile last start there at Randwick, pillar to <laughs> post, didn't look like getting beat. But if they are running on, I 100% reckon that uh, I've been there is is an absolute live chance in this race because, yeah. I mean, we sort of talk about Seafeld and Stella Magic as that top, yeah. top two and Inez beaten that form on. So it's dead set the top line two-year-old form right now that's going down to Sydney to contest this. So, no, it's it's definitely not a, a $41 shot, I don't think, either. All right. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be a good pickup. <laughs> It's like a genius there. Yeah, all right. Now, unfortunately, we're going to come back to Doom and don't we? But, uh, uh, but mate, this is a good one. So this will be a nice little <coughs> race again going forward because we've got a few decent horses that have come to town, um, but they've got to take on the local – well, she's just become a superstar, really. Let's be honest. Type in Evie. Uh, yeah. Looking for four on the trot. Um, and – I guess the jury has been settled, you know, on sort of Kisakano now that Tycoon Evie's probably had its measure and is the bar, so to speak, here in Queensland for those middle to distance staying trips, mate. Are you on board? I, I initially was on board Tycoon Evie, but I've jumped, I've jumped ship. I'm, I'm on force of will. Um, it comes through the Group 1 binary stud stakes behind Hungry Heart. It was a pretty honest six. Um, we do get Michael Rod aboard. Um, it's a get back right on horse, which I think is a bit of a query. Obviously, the Kiwis are up here. They're prepping it clearly for the carnival, but um, it's two for two at the distance. If we do get this insane prediction that it's going to be a soft six surface then that will certainly help and i just think group you you have to sort of include the group one form i mean it was 420 tycoon evie's 280 i think it's 380 now i still think it's a bet anything sort of to 350 so i yeah it's on top from the draw as well yeah i'm sticking with the sticking with the local man sticking with the favorite um and it's it's purely just I mean, I'm scared for some will, but you're right. I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to be anywhere near this soft range. And the Kiwis, that just seems to be their downfall, you know, as they sort of come over here onwards to an Oaks trip and whatnot. Um, but a lot of the other ones in the market are, are probably a cut above that sort of form line. So I think you might find that the top two in the market there. Um, yeah, they the market, 
Well, but it's going to be money coming for one or the other on the day. Um, I think if there's cutting the ground, the Kiwi horse might get some backing. If it looks to be dry and they're running, honestly, Tyken Evie might come in below that sort of 280 mark. So it's a cracker of a race, though. I'm looking forward to the Stradbroke season. That's yeah. for sure. A few form lines coming through there, which is good. Yeah, well, we sort of, you know, you get more of a measure on the other horses that it's sort of come through. So even, you know, if, if Force of Will pops up and destroys this field, it just sort of sums up how good that Group 1 quality horse, horse may be coming up if they do come up, those horses. So, yeah, definitely a big watch, mate. Definitely a big watch. Uh, and, look, we can do the same in Race 7. We're going over the 1100 here. Yeah, BM90 and... Yeah, I might let you take it away, mate, because it is a bit of a uh, a tricky field with a few <coughs> raw witness. Um, say hiya. A few that we've been there and done that with these kind of horses. Um, I mean, you've even got how wonderful life is as the roughie of the field. I mean, that just, just talks about probably the uncertainty more of anything about this field. Yeah, Mousy's in there as well. Um, GTT, yeah. just to name a few more that we have. Mate, there's one coming up. Um, it's an ex-Melbourne horse, or I don't even know if it's. I don't think think it's switched. I might have just switched stables, but I reckon Miss Ayano's crazy overs in this fourteen dollars. Um, this is its third run in Queensland. It came second in the benchmark eighty-five, um, fifth in the listed Nudgy. Um, it beat home Say Heya as part of that form. There's a five dollar discrepancy between the two, which just makes zero sense. And um, there's plenty of pace here up front. I think it can set up for Miss Ayano, who is one of those horses. If there's a hot tempo up front, um, it's kicked off a turn before and did appreciate in the past core fields. So Doombin for me is a tick. Um, I think 13 and fours is a great each way play. Yeah, it's um, and it's one of those heart in your mouth kind of horses, isn't it? You yeah, know what you're going to yeah, get. It won't win by much, but it'll get there by native bees in the end. <laughs> yeah, mate, I've got, uh, I've got one that's on top. Coming in first up for Miss Steph Thornton, who's always flying. Sea uh, Raider for me, Barrier 10. I just think this race, even though on paper looks to be a little bit of speed on, might be a little bit over-exaggerated because even, you know, a horse like GTT, it looks to be a leader on the speed map. I don't think it's really ever led convincingly. Um, so I'm not sure about Mousy if it takes its place. There's no jockey nominated there, but I'm excited to see her come back. But I think Sea Raider can pinch an early lead, quiet sectionals, um, and just be tough enough to hold on, which we saw last prep, you know, it was it was going around beating Matty Rocks, stuttering, you know, which yes. is pretty pretty Saturday, good Saturday grade form up here as yep. well. So yeah, you're right. It's one of those, a lot of them are sort of first up in their prep. Um, is this an early sort of target or is there bigger and better things onwards from there? Yeah, it's hard to say. And uh no, no, no. What was that? Missed I said it's hard. I said it's hard to say with a few of those, isn't it? How they're going, whether they're primed and primed, or it's just a just a run to get started. Yeah, and you know, even even looking at trials and stuff. Yeah, you know, I know I'm the expert uh, in Queensland, which was <laughs> awarded to me uh, at the presentation night that no one turned up to. But you just you just know when horses are going first up, what over fourteen hundred. Uh, sorry, 1,100 metres, and they're going around in 800-metre trials, 1,000-metre trials. Well, how can you make a case for something, you know? Just trust your gut. 
Mate, but there's one we can make case for. There's one that I'm going to tell you not to make a case for, and they do open the market as joint favourites. Simply Fly, who is Simply Flying, Kiskano. Barrier 1, Barrier 16. They cannot be more polar opposite horses. Please tell me that it's not her day-to-day. No, it's not. Um, Simply Fly should be winning this, mate. Um, I think it's one of the best horses probably in the state at the moment in terms of runs on the board. Um, It's just absolutely humming. It was knocked off barely last start. Um, Draws inside. I think Steph can still take a position up. It doesn't have to be dead last. Um, You know, just hunt the rail and sort of peel off them. And if the gaps get, if the gaps appear late, should probably be winning this. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think just back the best horse in the race and that's Simply Fly here. Mate, I think the best horse coming to the race outside Simply Fly is And Matt. So I'm, I'm siding with the big boys who are coming to town, Big Jimmy Cummings uh, yeah. and that man Ryan Maloney. So I'm thinking that leading into the carnival that Big Rhino is going to get a few rides from the Godolphins, um, which we love to back, the old <laughs> Dolphins. But it's, it's last – well, you look at its last two starts, mate. Two starts back, a length and a half off Wild Ruler. Um, I just don't think it's a bit of a soft horse. It was four lengths then to Isotope in that famous win there at Group 2 level. Um, and how unlucky were we on the weekend with Isotope? Um, but I think that's pretty red-hot form. I mean, you've got Isotope form, Wild Ruler form, Probably against Simply Fly, who's the, the benchmark here, obviously. Kiskana, I don't know why the boogies keep sucking everyone in there. God, they've come for Kiskana. Too. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, but 750, there's been some money for it. I think it can uh, can sort of sit off that pace and, and wind up late. So it'd be this would be a bit of a cracker. This is yeah, it's gonna be a good pace. Yeah, I mean you've and we talk about you know the the discrepancy in prices. You've got horses like Blue Zebra, he's going around it's at twenty one dollars. Kamasi has always had a bit of um, hype around it. Um, 21. Zingalong, who just doesn't know how to run a bad race at $19. Like, you know, that Zingalong each way is probably your smart bet, to be honest. But we can't back them all, mate, can we? No, it's, a, it's pretty red hot. That'll be a lot of the fields over the next few weeks, I reckon. It's going to be, punting's going to be tough. If you nab a few, you're well in front for the day. <laughs> yes. Um, Unless you get one from one, and that one is in the last here at Doombin, which looks, well, after the spruik that we keep hearing throughout the week from the Van Dyke stable, skins potentially on a Stradbroke path if uh, if they can get the five-year-old gelding there. $2.60, mate, and that probably isn't going to last too much longer because it seems to be getting crunched. Yeah, well, that's what he's saying, but um, he's going to have to hold off Sophie's gold class. Um, I'm going out with a bang here, $26 and about $6 the place. Um, I love the way this horse runs. It draws nine, which is perfect. Um, it does get back, but I think there's options there for Mickey Cahill. Um, it flies over the final couple hundred. I think it's got the second best splits of this field. Um, we've got Shajin, Axe and Partners, which only really know one way they'll be humming. And I think um, they could be with the rail out four and a half. They could be coming a little bit wider on the turn. And I think um, fingers crossed Sophie's gold class runs on the board. You know, I, I'm hoping, you know, this, the, it's the, the track here is the key. It just loves that tight corner. Uh, yeah, this, mate, this is a tough race. I, 
That's I why I went. That's why I went wide. <laughs> I can't be yeah. launching into the two sixty of skins. I just that scares that's the crap. The thing it's it's just stupid unders, you know. And it's look, it's a horse that's got massive upside. Don't get us wrong, but I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Gemma Scotland. Well, let me tell you my tip first. Um, but you look at Gemma <laughs> Scotland, who's going fourth run into this prep. The skins, they, they seem to be pretty wary on, you know, running on that soft surface. They don't want to go there, do they? So if it is sort of that borderline uh, good to soft, which the form saying it's going to be soft, so you can't discredit it. Gemma Scotland's one that can handle it. Um, last start was probably the best run uh, that she's had back since, you know, a bit of a let off. Um, so it was really good to see her hitting the line at that 13.50. And there's going to be pace in here to you know, smashing the line here because you've got Shy Jin that knows no other way, partners from the inside there as well, even a horse like Pick a Plum um, sneaks forward. And when they're, you know, horses like that are stupid odds, the only the only way that they've really got a chance is to try and catch everything else off their feet. So, yeah, Gemma Scotland for me, mate, $7, not a bad way to finish today if Skins gets beat. But I've just got word from Lloydie, who uh, all the mugs absolutely love to hate, that it's his absolute lock for the day. So how's that for confidence? <laughs> Good luck, Lloydie. <laughs> Good luck. Well, mate, we might uh, we'll get Beans Banger, Moz's Must Have, and then we'll divulge into one more Group One race for the Sydney Carnival. Yeah, mate, Beans Banger for this week. Don't hate me because you ain't me. Humboldt Current, mate, three dollars fifty is the Beans Banger for this week. <laughs> Jeez, mate, yeah. I wonder. I'd love if we were well. If, if we my life VAs, was on the line, I'm not sure I'd be as confident. <laughs> but it's not I this one. So I probably I, I don't want to relive the heartbreak, but I reckon if we went through um, how many times Humboldt Current has featured as our best of the day, it would be scary, scary, scary truths, wouldn't it? We did get it home once. <laughs> well, I got it home That's once right. anyway. <laughs> That's all you need, man. That's all you need. Uh, look, race six for me, Tycoon Evie. I think she is just the best horse in this race. On to bigger and better races. Races absolutely bomb-proof. Um, and it's going to make it win number five from start number 10. Handy. All right. Well, one more to go, mate. We're back down. All age stakes. That in-between awkward 1,400-meter distance. Group one, yeah. Group one, last one for the Sydney Carnival. Uh, and then we start looking at Adelaide before we get up here to the promised land. Mask Crusader, mate, you're the biggest fan. Yep. Um, is that as simple as that? Yeah, I think I, th I think it's probably deserved favourite here, to be honest. I know Cascadian comes through the Doncaster, but it's back to the 1,400 here. Um, I mean, it's done really nothing wrong. I mean, I, I think was it... Um, Hawksy came out and absolutely potted. Yeah. Karen McAvoy's right. I, I've got a few queries there. I mean, we get Berry on board. I think, I don't think it's an improvement. I think, you know, they're both super classy, but um, yeah, there was nothing you could do about nature strip. It was often gone like a fart in the wind. Like, come on, like pull your head yeah. in, Hawksy, you grub. Um, it's drawn out wide here. I think that's a bonus. There's enough pace in here with the likes of Dreamforce, Savatiano carrying on. I think I want to see $3.00 probably before I launch into it. But I think it's I think it's a pretty good bet, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to make a bit of a uh, bit of a statement here, mate. I'm backing at Colding. Um, now, to be to be fair, I've never really been a Colding fan. So I've, yeah, I was going to say, I've heard you've heard your pot a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's it's that horse. It just it's won a it's won an early Group One when it probably surprised everybody. Backed it up, won the Golden Eagle, um, and since then just you know has failed to live up to the odds. I mean, it's had a few wins, but I think the main concern and the big plus factor for this week for this horse is it just seems to be a good track horse. Uh, and Sydney this time of year, you're getting softs, you're getting heavies. It still runs well, but it just doesn't win on those conditions. So eight wins on the good. Five wins at Ramwick there from the 13 goes. Um, it's my 1,400 to a mile. I just think it's the horse that is in its element this week. I mean, Mars Crusader, probably dynamic at the 1,200. You just don't know if it's a 1,400-meter horse. Sabatiano is probably the only other one that I think would just relish his 1,400. But you got horses like... Dreamforce back from a mile, imaging back from a mile, Kementari's bloody going around. Kidding me. Um, it's it's kind of like, like a it's kind of like a let's try and grab a group one sort of that's how it feels to me. Yeah. This and the other one are sort of similar. They're kind of like, oh crap, we better make this a group one where there's you know we're racing New South Wales or something. Peter Volandis has just decided to throw two more in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And it's yeah, and it's 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 like that they forgot to get on the bloody bus to go back to Victoria, some of these horses like, oh, oh well, there's a race here, let's just stay another week and and live it up. So, yeah, $11, mate, each way. That'd be a nice way to finish off the old uh, Randwick Championships Autumn Carnival. Yep. Woo, bloody hoot. Uh, well, mate, look, that's not a bad uh, it's not a bad day out there Saturday. So it's it's some good energies from the mugs looking at bigger, better things. Coming into the carnivals. Yep. Can't wait. Catch your mugs. 